Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes. It is now about a year since COVID really kicked off in Europe. And depending on where you are in the world, I'm sure you've had a, a similar timeline. And at least here in the UK, it has been an intense year. I mean, if you told me a year ago <laughs> that we'd have, what is it? Three lockdowns? 300? I don't know. <laughs> that my little one would just be yanked out of nursery on the 23rd of March. I think that was the end of that. And then six months later, that's when she would get to go to any kind of childcare again. And she would just go straight to school. No more nursery. I would not have believed you. So much happened this year, but also realizing that there are really rich learnings in this year. Most of us have had a pretty tricky year. Some have had an amazing year and many of us have had an up and down year. And what I always say to my clients, COVID year or no COVID year is, what are you learning? What are you noticing? What is shifting? What are you learning about yourself? And sometimes people say, I don't know. I don't know. Am I really learning something? And of course, it's not the same as my four-year-old who's now at school, who's learning to read for the very first time. And it's very obvious that a few months ago, she had no clue about that. And now she's learning to blend the sounds and read words. But you are learning things. It is becoming clearer. And maybe some of the things you're learning are things that you kind of knew, but It's moving from just being something you know in your logical, rational mind to something that is becoming wisdom in your body, to something that is becoming available for you to act on. There's such a difference to how we know something. Do we know it as, yeah, I've heard that, of course. Of course, broccoli is good for you. Or do we know in our bones what really feels good to us to eat? Do we really feel what brings our body alive? Do we really notice the difference with what lunch we had and how we feel after our lunch? Okay, I counted more than 10 lessons. I have a feeling as I start recording, there will be even more. So as you listen to this next piece, as you listen to the lessons that I have from myself and from my clients, I want you to notice which of these are true for me and what else, what else did I learn this year? Because If you are here, I am sure you want to have a major impact in your life. You're interested in living your very best life, in making a massive difference with the hours that you do put into work and with your presence in this world. And one of the key ingredients in that is to reflect, to self-reflect, to learn, to grow from and to set up new experiments. So let's take a breath. dive in. I was definitely in denial for a long time about how long this COVID impact would last. Definitely. I'm sure <laughs> maybe you would too, but 
I just didn't believe it would last that long and to have the kids home that long when everyone talks about the importance of school. And I really found that piece of human connection, you know, how important it is for us to have human connection missing and how important it is to look after our mental health and actually felt furious. Many of the articles in whatever language I've been reading them around people just talking about how the kids schooling and they're not learning enough. And I don't think there's been enough emphasis on the damage around mental health for every generation, every age of this year of of what this pandemic has done. And this is one of the key things. I knew this beforehand, but I do not know if you do not have a mindfulness practice or meditation practice, I salute you how you got through this year because I really found that my meditation practice saved me. And what It was extra clear to me this year when everyone was suddenly home. So I'm used to partly working at home and partly being away. And sometimes I'm out at a cafe working or I'm at a client side flying a few times a month or taking a train. When everyone was at home all the time, and although we do have an office, I could still hear them. My need to have silence, my need to have space to find myself, to retreat, is paramount paramount, not just for my mental well-being, but also for my creation, my creation ability, my abilities to be excited, my ability to find joy in the connection. And I really need that difference, that space where I can withdraw and be me and then the time of connection. And so one of the things that I did all of uh, summer 2020 and for really long seasons almost every night when the kids were in bed and thankfully my kids still go relatively early to bed sometimes before they were in bed um, I would go for a walk we live in a very green area and very often I would listen to a podcast or an online course or something else sometimes whatsapp messages leaving other people messages sometimes just being watching nature that place space of being in nature listening to something that was feeding my soul and taking me out of the mundane daily routine that all of us being home was a lot of cooking cleaning cooking cleaning trying to do some schooling (laughs) chasing everyone around the house to please do the next thing and more of the same just having that feeling of spaciousness and actually really being in a place that was spacious was incredibly important to me. And what was also true for me, and I think this is really, really important for you to remember, is do not expect that you can be equally productive every week, every day, every month of the year. There are different seasons. There are actual seasons. So for most of us, depending on where we live in the world, the seasons really take their toll. There are personal things. I don't know what the planets are doing, but it seems often they're doing something. There are personal hormonal journeys. There are whatever we're navigating in our personal family lives. There are whatever we're navigating in our work, business, organizational life. There are all kinds of things that take their toll. And so I really noticed this year that there were parts of it, particularly in the the first bit um, where it was spring season and moving into summer where I had an extra gear. And I had many nights 
enjoyably so, where I went for a walk and then came back and got dressed up and set up the lighting in my in the in the office. I I would take over the office, set up the lighting and create a film studio and record um, for Role Model Your Way, one of the online courses around inner leadership work that I put out in 2020. And I was enjoying it. It worked for me. It was really, really fun. But when we got to autumn and I had many different things I wanted to record and I had over the summer also recorded a course on breaking the overgiver pattern, which if you're looking for it, you can't find it yet. It's coming soon. But I realized and I recorded it in the summer and realized I wanted to re-record some bits of it. And when we came to autumn, that extra gear just wasn't there. And this is something that since we've had access to electricity, (laughs) us human beings find it hard to accept that we cannot just always be equally consistent like a machine. And we think of ourselves often as machines. I should be doing eight hours work every day and I should be equally productive every day. But that's not how we work. And before electricity, it was, we were just regulated, you know, the seasons where it was mostly dark, well, we slept a lot more. In the seasons where it was more light, we were awake a lot more. In the seasons where it was dark and there wasn't much to do, well, we would retreat and accept beingness and boredom as a way of recharge, right? And when do you allow yourself boredom and retreating and beingness as, as a key ingredient in your human production, in your human Productivity. We tend to just measure productivity by the hours we are actually creating output. But the hours you retreat and integrate and make sense and seemingly do nothing and you just are, are so incredibly important for the innovation, the creation, for everything new. When we go fast, we tend to choose the familiar route to work. We don't choose you know, a new route because we've got to choose a safe route. And it's the same with life. When you go fast, you choose ways of doing things and ways of saying things you've already known. Slowing down is so incredibly paramount for our health, for our well-being and for our creativity, and it is not valued. If you've been on my email list and you've been following me on any social media, you might have noticed that in the last few months or time of recording this, it's March 2021, I've been talking a lot about female inner power. Um, And so even if you're a man, please continue listening because as men and women, we have access to the feminine and the masculine. And the feminine is often not valued. The feminine is much more the being element. But it is so incredibly important. So whether you're a man or a woman, we need access to both. It's that, you know, it's that reason why when you're in the shower, and you're not really thinking about work, suddenly you're solving work problems, suddenly you get answers to all kinds of things because you're relaxing and you're just being. Okay, I have so much more to share with you. So, But if, if you do want to learn more about female inner power, do come check out the Female Inner Power Club. If you are a woman, I don't know what you're waiting for. It is really an absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing place to be. What I noticed also from myself, but even more so from my clients, particularly the clients that were single and without without kids, I noticed that they were working harder than ever. So even though they saved commuter time, they were working constantly. I think they still are. And it's that piece that if we don't have a natural stopping point and a natural interruption, we just keep going. 
And I really want you to think about this. How can you create interruption points in your day, in your life, where you add in something else? Because here's another thing I learned this year. I learned to start paying attention to not how long does the task take. So I've tended to just go, okay, well, I need to do this. Well, how long does it take? Well, unconsciously, I would often think as long as I have, right? As long as I have. I was the person at school who would start my school assignment when I got it. Then I would have a period of time where I wouldn't really do anything. And then right right at the end, I would really cram and then do a lot. How much time would it take? Well, I think one of the reasons we often procrastinate and put off doing something is because we know we will use however long we have for it. And so if we're starting last minute, we've just got to get it done quickly. So instead of asking, how long will it take? Ask yourself, how long will I give this task? How long will I give my work today? And then at what point will you stop and do something else? This is a lesson that I need to repeat to myself daily. And I'm still working on what are the best ways for me to integrate this and make it practically. And and so this, I really encourage you to experiment with this and play with this because longer spent on a task doesn't make it any better. Sometimes when we push and we really work and we rework and we rewrite, I mean, if you're writing a novel, yes, you get different eyes and rewrite. But some of the emails, if you're in the right state of mind, if your mind is rested, some of it can be done in two minutes. And sometimes you work at it for hours and it still doesn't get the right flow. And this is an important piece because this is what became really clear to me this summer or this past summer. All my work is about inner power, connecting into your inner power. Inner power is when you don't need the outside world to tell you what you're worth, when it doesn't really matter what goes on around you, you can still find your center, your groundedness, your flow, and create from that place. When you prioritize that above what anyone else thinks, you'll for sure find more recordings hopefully soon on the podcast here about inner power and of course about female inner power too. But I still work with men in case you're wondering. Yes, I work with men and women. And so what I realized this summer is the importance of inner power. And when we tap into that, we can, we can inspire, we can uplift, we can create magic. And when we are disconnected from ourselves and when we are just trying to do what we're supposed to do, what we're trying to do, what is right. Then it is push, it is exhausting, and it's often a bit flat. It doesn't have that great feeling. And if you feel like it's clunky and a bit dry and not that inspiring, and it's hard work, well, then it's probably the same way for whoever receives whatever you're working on, whether that's a PowerPoint meditation. PowerPoint presentation, or it's an email, or it is a Pilates lesson, or whatever you're putting out. If you're if you're in a push state with it, probably probably the receiver of this will feel the same. And I've noticed this again and again when I'm not in flow with my work. My coaching clients don't receive the full benefits, and when I am in flow, magic becomes possible. So I want you to think about whether you're spending most of your workday in flow, connected to your inner power, or whether you're spending most of your workday doing things you think you should do and doing it the way it's supposed to 
be done rather than checking in and asking yourself, what would be the most fun way for this to happen? What would be the most joyful? What would feel like this would be the way this would have the very biggest impact? And yes, if you're in a big organization, it's easy for you to sit there and say, hey, good for you, Nomi. You're your own boss. Sure, sure, it's easy for you. I can't do that. Well, you can choose to put that limitation as a truth, or you can go, hmm, maybe I do have more freedom and more possibility than I think. You can write that email differently. You can go about things differently. And in fact, even though your organization tries to measure and track everything, what they're really looking for is innovation, breakthrough thinking, a different way of doing things. And I'm telling you, if you're not true to yourself and if you don't find ways to connect with your inner power, well, forget the success you're really longing for. Forget the impact you're really longing for. (laughs) When you ignore your heart, when you ignore your intuition, I mean, how inspiring are you really? Anyone speaking from dry logic, (laughs) how inspiring were they ever? So... This realization of inner power and that that was the connector with all my work really came from me investing in myself. And for the first time in my 13 years of being in business for myself, I booked two nights in a hotel with no other purpose than just to be, think, play with my business. I I mean, nothing much was possible, but, you know, some friends did say, didn't you want to go on a retreat if you could have? And I was like, actually, no, I am so grateful that there is no programming, no one to meet, nothing to do, and just spaciousness. I had bought some online courses beforehand that I felt would really inspire my thinking. So I had some guidance and some stimuli to support me to go beyond my normal thinking And I listened to a bit of that and I just followed the flow and had the best time. And I just got so much clarity around my business. And even if you're employed or definitely if you're in business for yourself, I would really encourage you to find pockets of time, even if it can't be two nights away at a a hotel. Well, two hours away in nature or whenever cafes open or whatever, two hours at a cafe with no agenda, just beingness. We need this and we need it more than once a year. You need that spaciousness. Don't put any pressure on what you need to discover in that time. But I tell you, if you go with that intention and maybe, maybe with some stimuli of an online course or a podcast or an article or something else that you listen to sort of half, letting it in to inspire you, then... Watch what becomes possible for you. Watch what ideas come in. Being true to the messages that come to us is so vital. We're all craving authenticity. We're craving new ways of doing things. And as AI is developing so much of what we do currently with our work will be obsolete later on as AI develops. And so you've got to connect with your humanness. That is the future. I I don't know much, but I do know that anything that is easily tracked and measured probably will be done by AI in the future. So you got to connect with your humanness and listen into that. One last thought. Our comfort zone shrinks really 
quickly. I noticed, I mean, we're incredibly fortunate. So we live in Oxford and we're incredibly fortunate that we were able to go to Denmark in August to see my parents, to see some friends and to have a chance to get away and to have a different space. But I noticed leading up to that, that I was incredibly anxious about going to the airport and flying and getting there and being in Denmark. And it wasn't just COVID stuff. Of course, it was that, but it was where something that was very normal for me before, and I would you know, probably fly at least once a month, I hadn't been anywhere for six months. I really, I really seriously hadn't been anywhere for six months. And suddenly my comfort zone ha- has become very small. And I can notice that with so many different activities. Even this podcast, I haven't recorded podcasts since the summer because I batched a load of episodes. And when I haven't done something for a while, I notice... I have to really yank up myself and get out of the comfort zone and going, yes, I can do this. Yes, it will be great. Yes, I can choose how I want to feel doing this. So I want you to stop and think about your life and and pay attention to where you might have gone too much into your comfort zone and started making your life and your possibilities and your opportunities smaller than they have to be. There might be places where it's been really great that you've been retreating and you've had space to be and maybe you've had much bigger dedication to family life or to self and that's been great. But I'm sure there are also places where your comfort zone has shrunk. And ask yourself, where is the time to expand again and to get courageous and to tap into courage and to to really expand. I mean, if we don't expand our comfort zone, it just automatically shrinks. It's just one of those things. Even as a conference producer, so this was one of my first jobs out of uni, I worked as a conference producer and we had these five-week production cycles. That was what it was called. So we had two weeks to do kind of cold calling and find out what the topic should, what the conference should be about. And then we had another three weeks to then confirm the speakers and get the program and the marketing and all of that ready. And I remember even after three weeks of then having been in the more the creation cycle, going back again then to the two weeks of cold calling, researching. And yeah, it was a lot of cold calling, even though I wasn't selling. I found that so hard. You know, three days into it, you kind of got, okay, I can handle it. I can handle the no's. I can handle people saying yes, but I don't have time. I, 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 can, I can keep going. But it really took that Time And I think this is so important to remember. Your comfort zone shrinks so, so, so quickly. If you want to expand, expand your potential, expand what is possible for you in this world and have more joy and impact and more courage. It is about stepping out of the comfort zone, stretching it little by little and noticing that, yes, it isn't comfortable at first. If you haven't been to my website for a long time, definitely come check out the freebies page. There's lots of great freebies. Also, I've started running free workshops until now. It's been female inner power workshops, but there are so many more planned for this year. There are online courses, freebies, live workshops, free and paid, and of course, one-to-one offers as well as organizational offers. So if you're looking for support with how to trust yourself, how to connect with your inner power, or how to get stretching that comfort zone and expand your impact, definitely, definitely come chat. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I would really value you leaving a review. Please, please, please open your app or wherever you're listening and add a review and take a screenshot when you do so and tag me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or just message me. I don't always see the reviews people leave because of the way these kind of reviews are set up. So love to see it. And as you share this podcast episode, many, many more will get the chance to listen to it. Come over to nominatan.com, check out the freebies page for all the goodies and can't wait to see you again soon. Make sure you do sign up for my newsletter list. So the main um, box on my webpage, just sign up there so that I get to notify you and tell you about the live workshops and everything else that is coming up. That's it. Now take a breath. Because remember, no matter how busy you are, there's always time to breathe. Have a great day.